Check out the Geek Therapy Forum, which combines the features of a traditional message board with the comment section of all our content. Join the discussion at forum.geektherapy.com. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. My name is Jose Cardona with Lauren Keller. Hello. Laura Taylor. Hey. And Alima too. Hello, folks. All right, so uh, today is our back-to-school special. But yes. before, we, before we do that, our uh, quick community catch-up. So this week we have new episodes of Starship Therapies, two new episodes of Goblin Lore, one new episode of Headshots, and it's also a new month. So thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. We, we couldn't do this without you, seriously. Over on the Patreon, we just announced the new GT Book Club selection for the month, which is a book called Doing Good Better. Since we're do-gooders here, it's catching on. They're saying it in the Discord. <laughs> and uh, we're all about doing good here. Uh, it's a very interesting book talking about effective altruism and kind of the idea of doing good if you're going to do it the best way you can. So, oh, oh, and one more thing. How could I forget this? I've, I've talked about Take This in the past. It's a nonprofit uh, mental health advocacy organization that works within the gaming community. They are the ones who run the AFK rooms at various conferences. They, they're great. I, I love Take This. And they just started a new ambassador program. And basically what they're doing is finding people in the, the gaming community who can kind of wave the, the banner of Take This in, in terms of a lot of their values and promote them specifically while streaming on Twitch. So I submitted Geek Therapy as a potential ambassador, and we were one of the groups selected. So for the next 12 months, we will be an official Take This ambassador on, on Twitch, which basically means that we're we're teaming up with Take This to for, for our streams. So we've got a nice uh, Take This badge on on our Twitch page, and there'll be more things that we'll do in collaboration, and we'll we'll talk about that as it comes. But that's that was pretty cool news. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, bringing the enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yay! Thanks a lot. Lauren and not everybody else. <laughs> Her enthusiasm was just so strong that it was enough for the the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our back to school special is inspired by David's question from last week. Uh, David asked, you know, if you had any mental health tips for for back to school. So this whole episode is going to be not just mental health tips for back to school, but in general a discussion about uh, back to school. So. Um, other than our, our basic segments, I just, uh, I guess, kind of let's let's go into uh, if anybody has any general back to school tips just to to get us started, and then we'll go into immediate matters. And Josue, can you start with the tip you shared last week? It was just so good. I think it, it's a perfect way to start out our discussion. So last week we talked a lot about video games and you had mentioned um, you had made a, a comparison to right. to going to school and, and it being a game. My my tip was to see school as a co-op game, that you're you're absolutely not there alone. You're there with a whole bunch of other people. Think of it as like a, a horrible MMO where you're all there and, uh, <laughs> facing the same challenges. I want someone to create this monsters. game and force Josue to play it. <laughs> <laughs> Back I've, to school, I've, MMO. I've been playing it. <laughs> I've played it so long. <laughs> oh, man. 
And 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 something that I'll get into later is that I hate it from both sides. I hate it as a teacher. I hate it as a student. I hate it on every side. <laughs> so a lot of these tips, um, the way I'm, I view them is not just as a student. Teachers have to mm. go back to school too. They have mm. to deal with so many things. And the same thing applies if you're in a small school or a big school. Like you're not the only teacher there. You're not the only person facing what you're facing. Um, I, I was thinking about it. Like not only are you, let's say that you do feel alone, even in a school like you can go to a to a small school my eighth grade graduating class was seven people so you may go to a small school you may go to a big school where there's thousands of people in your in your grade and you can still feel alone so if you can't find places to feel like you belong like whether it's a club uh inside your school something something that interests you think about starting one talk to a faculty member and think about starting a group that um you would be into like I was at a school where students came up to me and said, I wish we had a video gaming group. And I was like, well, then let's start one. So we started a gaming club at, at this elementary school and it was, or it was a middle school. And, you know, like it was, it was a big deal. So many kids who weren't part of any other clubs, they loved going to, to gaming club. And, and some of my favorite gaming memories came from that gaming club. And so you can try to, to make them. Uh, if that doesn't work, there are groups outside of school. Like sometimes you need to complement um, social groups outside of school because, you know, you're, you're not necessarily getting that in school. I love that idea, Josue, of um, thinking of school as a, as a co-op um, and finding your people and going through it together, finding people who can support you, um, who can lift you up. You guys can, uh, or you all can go through the game together. The The tip I shared last week is a big one for me, and it's one that I wish I learned much later in life. I, I was not a good student um, in elementary, middle, and high school, and I got rejected from every college I applied to. I was, uh, I was not not um, really into school. But what happened when in my senior year of call, uh, senior year of high school when I got rejected is I tried to, it was the first time in my life where I was trying to really learn from that setback, learn from this thing that I experienced as a failure. And that experience of, of learning from that and wanting to change and wanting to find something that I actually care about in school, that's kind of what turned my life around when I went to community college. But the big tip I have for our community is um, embracing failure and thinking about failure in the same way that we do in video games. You know, the first level you play in a video game you're not going to be that good. Or maybe that level, uh, it's pretty easy and it kind of like acclimates you to the world. But pretty early in the game, you're going to die or you're going to fall off if it's a platformer or something's going to happen. And what happens next is you restore or, or you're back to your spawn point or respawn point and you have another chance. And what happens in that moment is you've learned from what happened last time. You've learned from the mistake you made. And this is how we get so good at video games so quickly. And I wish I had learned that lesson earlier so I would really learn from the classes I was struggling in, learn from the setbacks I was making on my tests, and thinking of those tests more 
more like I do with high score points in video games because it's just feedback and it's feedback you can learn from and it's not permanent um, especially right now in the school year it's so early on that um, there's so many opportunities to to learn from these setbacks so that's something I wish I learned much much earlier in my life that's a very idealistic way to put it, um, because uh, in schools, uh, in many different places, but in the United States, some people come in with such uh, a disadvantage already from the beginning, and sometimes a failure, a lot of people never recover from even just a couple failures in, in the American school system, which is very, very sad. And I, I wish it was, I wish it was that easy. But I think that it can be. And and it falls a lot on on faculty to to help with that. Absolutely, it's, it's really hard. Yeah, Laura, do you have any tips? I don't know necessarily tips, but Josue, I liked what you were saying about um, it being on both sides. So teachers have a hard time with back to school too. In the past couple of years, I became friends with on Facebook with one of my teachers, my psychology and uh, government teacher from high school. She really started me on my path in psychology and, and inspired me. And every year before the school year starts, like I expect, and it happens usually a couple of days before, she'll, she'll be like, I just had my first um, back to school anxiety dream. And she will mm. detail like things like getting up to the podium and all of her notes are gone and replaced with, I don't know, like scribbles that her niece did or like um, all the students can't hear her, things like that. And then she posts these on Facebook and all of her former students, and I'm one of them, respond with like, Miss Frosca, you've got this. You're the best. <laughs> Look what you've done for me. And all these great things about her teaching. And it's good to see, I mean, I can see it and apply it to my field. Like someone who has been doing this for decades still has those jitters the day before. And it's normal for that to happen. And I, I like that. And I think she gets a lot out of those Facebook posts and the the power of social media. And back when I was in high school, there wasn't Facebook and she didn't have all that. And she had to go through those dreams and, and maybe try and think of what kind of impact she's had on other students. But now she has that, that kind of positive feedback to, to help combat these worries because she's done it every year for at least a couple decades and keeps coming back and keeps uh, impacting these kids' lives. Listen, sometimes after a few years, you just need that worst fear to come true. So mm -hmm. you realize it's not as bad as you thought it was. Uh -huh. It's very helpful. Uh, this is so cool because I, I think um, getting back to, Josue, what you're saying about how it's um, the American school system is is quite uh, grueling and, and not the greatest in terms garbage. of... Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> right. He said it's garbage, Ali. <laughs> doesn't create a lot of opportunity for everyone. One one thing here that does make a difference is, um, is that connection with a teacher. And mm -hmm. Laura, you're talking about an amazing connection that you have with the teacher that uh, continued way after um, you were their student. And there's a handful of teachers in my life who made all the difference. Mm -hmm. um, one teacher in particular, I had him for math in sixth grade, and his name was Mr. Davison. And what he did 
is he would open up his classroom at lunchtime and invite any student who wants to come uh, to come and do geeky things. He was really interested in Magic the Gathering. Magic had just come out a few years ago, and it was incredibly popular. And I would go there, and I would play the Star Trek customizable card game. I was also really into the Marvel superheroes customizable card game. And there was just a bunch of other people who were super geeky into stuff hanging out in this room. And it felt like this safe place where we could all celebrate the stuff together at a time when it wasn't really cool to be geeky into these things. And um, he made such a big difference in my life and just making me feel at home, at ease, and safe in my school, which I didn't otherwise feel. Um, So you never know. Um, Sometimes teachers do certain things to um, kind of show their interests and make their their classroom inviting. And um, if you can find a teacher who does share some of these interests, that, that might be enough to just help you through that whole experience. Those spaces are super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing that bums me out about remembering Mr. Davidson is uh, when I was in eighth grade, the school decided to close his classroom at lunch because they said it's against the policy for students to be wandering the halls into classrooms, that they need to stay in the, in the designated lunch area. And it completely broke my heart. Um, The experience of eighth grade at lunchtime was completely different, and it was very, very clear that the administration running the school just didn't get it, and they just didn't understand how important having that safe space was. That is crazy talk to me. Like, at my school... We were encouraged to be in teachers' classrooms if they would let us. We had club meetings at lunchtime in different teachers' classrooms, like our anime club met um, once a week. And then I had art club. And in fact, the rest of the week, if it wasn't art club, I'd just hang out in the art club teacher's room at lunch. And those spaces are really important. I still have friends from, from those clubs that I don't keep in touch with as much as I would like, but definitely still have their phone numbers and can give them a call if I want to hang out when I'm back home. We have enough data to, to support what works and what doesn't. And uh, we don't always do what works for a number of reasons. Because we're stupid. I mean, I have a de- I have decent experiences at school and I, I liked school, but there are definite moments of like, what the fuck? Like, I just looked at my Facebook memories and like when I started grad, I had a post from when I started grad school and literally my first post after starting grad school was, how the fuck did I think I could do school again? This is stupid. (laughs) I can't do all this reading. What am I doing? Sorry, Lauren. (laughs) Speaking of Lauren, last week she said uh, she just wants tips for her. So Lauren, since you're still technically still in school what's it like for you back to school and and what kind of tips do you (laughs) do you want well I thought about it I do have a couple of tips okay I definitely feel in in college and university and grad school taking advantage of teachers office hours and going and talking to them one-on-one or in in smaller groups of students instead of in class with everybody 
is so beneficial. And I, of course, that connects to what, what you guys have been talking about, but also just just as a way to sort of signal to the teacher that you actually care and and doing that like the response i have gotten from from professors just like popping in and being like hey i just wanted to check in and touch base or like look proof i actually read your syllabus because i have a question about it and <laughs> seeing their faces light up of like oh my gosh a student who cares um, which really shouldn't be as rare as it is. But, you know, I, I think that that's been one of the, the biggest helpers for me is to actually talk to the professors before it's like panic hour. Um, or, you know, if you've already talked to the teachers, they're a lot more sympathetic to when you do hit panic hour, which I have also done that a couple of times. Lauren, can I just say how much I love your tip? Because I've taught, um, there was about four years in grad school when I was teaching a introductory psychology course, and I had about um, thirty to thirty-five students in my uh, in my course. Routinely over the course of the semester, when I have to hold office hours, it's a requirement in teaching that class, um, and I would hold like two or three office hours a week. Um, I would get on average about four students that come to my office for the whole semester. And it was usually the same (laughs) four students. They would come multiple times, but that was it. And it was so infuriating to me how few people came to ask for help when I was sitting there dying to help people and how excited and overjoyed (laughs) I was when someone came in and they would get like a whole hour of help from me on their paper or thinking something through. It was like the highlight of the week because that's why I'm here. I'm here to teach. That's what I want to do. So I love that tip. I love that tip so much. I was the the grad student that never went to office hours. (laughs) My Now, granted... I did. I went to classes that were a lot smaller, and so we had smaller group discussions, and I talked to my professors before and after class, but office hours were always really intimidating for me. <laughs> I would it is walk. Yeah. It is intimidating. I would literally walk up to the hallway where the offices were, walk by my professor's office, see if she was still there, and then just keep going and be like, <laughs> eh, I don't need to talk to her. Like, <laughs> I'm, I have super... And that was only a couple of the professors, like some of them were, they were like adjunct professors and weren't actually there a lot and weren't part of the, the full, um, the staff that were there all the time. And so their office hours were were more by like appointment and I could meet them at the coffee shop on campus and that was office hours. That was a little easier, but otherwise, mm -mm, not going to do it. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, definitely in my experience, the professors I was most anxious to go and talk to during their office hours ended up being like the most positive, like benefit to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes really changed my uh, opinion of the professors like, oh, you have a totally different demeanor when you're in your own office than when you're in the lecture hall or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, yeah, I definitely... you know talking to your peers talking to your professor is is you know that's that's how that's how we learn things is communicating with each other like that that's a really (laughs) good point lauren there's like diversity to 
personalities of teachers, and there are a lot of teachers who get extremely anxious teaching a class. Like、mm-hmm. That that style of public speaking is very difficult for them, and what you think of as them being mean. Might actually be their anxiety, and one on one in their office or at school during lunch or in the morning or after school, they're just much more at ease, much more calm. And then you might see a little bit more of them. I had an English professor like that my first year at community college, and the first week of school, he was.、Um, Really intense and really scary, and then over the course of semester, he really kind of warmed up, is much more much more friendly. And、uh, I had, he was one of those、uh, professors who had office hours at the coffee shop. And one day, I left my book in class, and、um, he emailed me and said, "I got your book, come pick it up." And so I went to my office, or I went to his office hours to pick it up, and we started talking. And I asked him, you know, I was really scared of you that first week. And he's like, "Oh yeah, that's just a show."、Uh, like, What are you talking about? And he said, "I do that the first week of school because I、uh, I know there's a big wait list and a lot of people are trying to get into my class and I want all the slackers to drop the class so that、uh, more people can enroll in it who really want to be there."、Uh, but that's not me. I'm not an asshole. I hate being an asshole, but it helps to get people into the class. And it's just like real talk. That you're never gonna get in class, and then he told me、mm-hmm. about his career before this, how he used to work at、uh, UPS, and he told me all these secrets of getting out of traffic tickets they learned from <laughs> UPS. So、um, it was just awesome to connect with the humanity of this person who really scared me at first.、Um, I've heard a lot of teachers talk about how they try to scare their students. Also frustrates me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. The school, our education system in America is really set up for very specific types of people to excel and succeed,、um, and everyone else, it's not. So okay, so I'm I'm curious,、um, Ali. I'm, I'm curious, Ali. You mentioned that you were just not a good student. What do,、yes. what does that mean? Um, besides a, v- a small handful of classes, I really did not care.、Um, I didn't care about English. Every book I read seemed to be written by some old white dude and about old white people. <laughs> I just I didn't see the relevance of most of the stories that I read, and then didn't really care about reading or writing.、Um, I did not really see the point in a lot of math、um, and、uh, history. So, but but as what、well. does that mean? Like like if I saw you in a classroom, like what does what does that mean that you didn't care? I'd be sitting and looking like I'm paying attention, or I'd be passing notes to my friend, or I might be doodling. Or one of my favorite things was to pretend that I'm like, oh my gosh, I just had a flashback to this.、Um, uh, I would pretend that my pencils are starships and that they're in some kind of battle with each other.、Um, I would do that, especially if I'm sitting at the back of the class.、Um, We've talked about this on this show before. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There we, we go. Have, yeah.、Um, it's a theme. How we do? How we both、up. did that throughout? You know. All oh right. Shit. Yeah. 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 Yeah.、Um, and I, I do my do my eraser. My erasers were escape pods. Right. Right. So I would right, pop right, them right. out. Yeah. Yeah. That's how.、Um, <laughs> I didn't do my homework. I wouldn't do the reading. I would copy off of friends, or I would fake it, or something like that. With the exception of a few classes,、um, some science classes I liked. 
um, I liked my high school photography class. And okay, but um, so as a student, you were you were just like not engaged. You didn't do your homework. Like you just got bad grades. Right. Like what is what does okay? All that, yeah, that's, that's like me in high school, Ali. Okay, so that was okay. you. We would have been good friends, Laura. We uh-huh, would have been really uh-huh. good friends. My grades almost all didn't over the graduate. Place. <laughs> <laughs> you almost didn't graduate, Laura. I almost didn't graduate. Same yeah. here from high uh, school. From high school, um, I almost failed the last English class I needed, and I I think I I had a D. I had a D minus in the class and I went away for a week uh, to Disneyland right at the end of the school year. And then when I got back, (laughs) then I, when I got back, there was a week and a half left. And over the course of that trip, um, I, I didn't miss enough days of school to get an independent study to get packets from my teachers. So they suggested I just ask them for homework. So that English teacher, um, asked me to write a paper and, um, that paper the grade I got on that paper gave boosted me from a D minus to a B minus. Whoa. Um, nice. She really liked that paper. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I didn't even apply to colleges. I went to community college and then did a whole lot better and then did way better at my four-year university Yeah, and then grad school. So, Laura, um, we yeah. would have been... Awesome best friends, friends right yeah because i had i had such a similar experience my my grades were all over the place um i would if i like really loved the teacher i might get an a but i also got an f and i had a lot of d's and a lot of c's and a good amount of b's i i had all the grades it was sort of like pokemon i was trying to collect them all like i, I just <laughs> I, I was all over the place this way Lord, I was what, so what kind sad. Of student? I was just going to say, I was so sad. I was, I got a D minus in that class or I was getting a D minus because I didn't want to be in that class. That class was for sophomores and juniors and I was a senior because I didn't get a good enough grade in my junior year to be in the science fiction class for seniors. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> so. Oh, we could have yeah. made our own science fiction class, Lara. We could have. We <laughs> All right. Anyway. That's not the way school works. You just can't make your own classes. <laughs> yes, we can. No. Depends on the school. Depends on the school, I <laughs> guess. True. Lauren, what kind of student were you? Um, Are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> um, I was uh, in, in grade school and part of middle school, um, I I was uh, smart enough and and a, a fast reader, so I excelled and got lots of praise for being smart without ever really having to try very hard, um, which became apparent in high school when it turns out they do expect you to do homework, which <laughs> I really didn't like that expectation being placed upon me. Um, it's for the other kids, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, I... I got in trouble a lot for not doing all of my homework, but I had okay grades because I would still do all of the stuff in class um, and and pass. I, I was really good at multiple choice tests. So if you me if you too. gave me a multiple yeah. choice test, even if I like did not do any of the reading or practice any of the problems or whatever, I would still generally get a, a B or higher on those which was awesome high five (laughs) of course they don't they stop they stop giving you multiple choice questions after like community college so 
that skill has not really paid That's off for lie. me in the long term. I, oh, the I one had. the one test instead of a paper that I had to do in grad school was multiple choice. Ooh, well, maybe. Uh, I haven't had any yet, but um Again, depends on the school. Yeah, definitely <laughs> definitely in high school like I didn't I didn't care and then um a couple years into community college, I finally decided like I need to like actually commit to doing this and figure out what I want to do. And um, that is when I started actually trying and figuring out um, it, it, it's been a long road, but figuring out what kinds of uh, study. Uh, what's the word? Study. Ethic. Style. Study. Habit. Habits. There we go. Uh, <laughs> the types of of um, study habits that that work for me, because mm. of course they don't all work for everybody. Um, but but figuring out what worked for me and um, finishing up community college, and then in my bachelor's program, I was on the dean's honor roll for getting straight A's the whole mm-hmm. time I was there, which was <laughs> really rad. Um, and then I'm doing I'm doing okay in, in grad school. It's not straight A's, but but doing pretty good. Um, it's a lot harder, <laughs> y'all. It's a lot harder. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a lot of love for community colleges on this podcast. Oh I'm, hell yeah! I'm I'm so amped about this, and I will say, um, especially in California, the community college system is fantastic. Yeah. Um, the fact that you can get a relatively affordable education and all those courses will transfer and count um, exactly the same as at at a four year university in in um, California is just amazing. I'm so proud of that as a as a Californian. I yeah, live I, right near a community college that is doing first time full time students get a free year. Hell wow. yeah! Oh, yes. hell yeah. so cool. Yeah. And San Francisco City College, if you live in the city, is free tuition. Yep. Boom. Love it. You're going to need that because the public universities in California are hella more expensive (laughs) than they used to be, which really makes Mm -hmm. me sad. My my undergrad was a public California university, and um, it costs like about twice as much as it used to. And, And that's not inflation. That's the reduction in the California budget. So that stuff pisses me off. Yeah. So the reason why I asked you guys what kind of students you were is so that, you know, listeners can kind of identify maybe with with one or the other. Do they have any more questions about how you did it, how to get through it, any more tips later on? Uh, Fail high school or almost fail high school, and then you'll do really well in college. That's the answer. (laughs) Yeah. Also, also, you you don't have to go to college. Like Mm -hmm. for people who are are listening to this and didn't continue their education post high school or don't want to, like that's cool too. Like, (laughs) please don't find something that makes you happy. Yeah. Like I'm very anti college. Yeah. Like if you if you don't want to do college, that there are so many other awesome, amazing things you can do that don't require college at all. So like live it. You know, a lot of college counselors and high school counselors, they talk about finding your passion. And I think that's uh, kind of bad advice because many of us have multiple passions. And so there's, I think the research is about uh, most people have somewhere between three to five things that they're like really passionate about. So I'm a big fan of just trying stuff out. 
and seeing what resonates with you. And that might mean going to a coding boot camp. That might mean taking like one programming class um, and seeing what that's like. Or that might mean, uh, you know, trying to do that one thing you've always really wanted to do. Um, I'm a big fan of like, try about a bunch of stuff and see what it's like. And then if you enjoy it, try it out some more because there's so many different paths you can take and there's so many different versions of you that can exist. There's no one true version. There's, There's a bunch of different things you could be doing. Yeah, I definitely, community college was definitely a place to try out stuff. I I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And so for a couple of semesters, I just took classes that sounded interesting. (laughs) They were all psych classes and (laughs) art classes. (laughs) So I'm studying psychology. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, yeah, I definitely, I mean, especially if you have access to a, a community college that Um, isn't super expensive take classes just because it's like you might find really neat stuff that you're super into take a creative writing course take a ceramics class a cooking class like there's so much cool stuff and there's so much cool stuff that you can actually even do out of college too so um, one of my favorite things uh, that um, uh, Hank Green and John Green have put together is Crash Course on YouTube so there are so many fun, short, easy-to-watch lessons from a variety of topics that you can get from the YouTube channel Crash Course. I, I think that's just so amazing that you can just kind of give stuff away. Um, I uh, recently was working with a patient who, um, after our initial meeting, I gave just some feedback. Here's what I think's going on. And then what he did is he watched like a bunch of Crash Course videos about that topic. And when I came back next week and I was going to do what, what we call psychoeducation in uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, where you're giving a lot of information about the problem and, and what we're going to do about it, he already knew all of it. And he got that all just from watching Crash Course on YouTube. I think that's amazing. Yeah, I didn't answer the question before about what kind of student I was. I I pretty much slept through middle school, high school, college, and beyond. And uh, but I still did. I still did okay. I did just whatever I had to do to get by. I was like, I saw that straight line from here to getting it over with, and uh, I stayed on that path. Um, And I did that pretty well. But in my spare time, I was always studying things that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I was always in the library, always reading about things that I actually cared about, reading magazines about things that I care about. I mean, back then, right? That's what I, that's what I had to do. Library, magazines, there was no YouTube. There was no crash course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do we make of that? Because that's something I'm hearing that's in common in, in all of us is we all loved learning things. There was stuff that we were all like super geeky into. And yet the story for all of us is we weren't really the best students um, or we didn't become good students until like community college. What do we make of that disconnect between how much we were super passionate about learning things and how we weren't really good students well whatever i mean it depends what you think as a good student i right. bet all my teachers thought i was a great student i never spoke in class always did my work <laughs> yeah. straight days right and i didn't i didn't give them a hard time so but they thought i was a great student just just recognizing that that the skills required to be a learner they're, they're overlapping but they are distinct from the skills required to be a good student yeah so I, I think recognizing that distinction also helped me 
become a better student is, is recognizing I needed to practice specifically student skills, not just learning skills. Mm. I think for me, I, I mean, I was, I was smart. I understood what I was learning. I tested really well and that's how I skated by. Um, I didn't do my homework. I had a lot going on both emotionally and, and in my life. So I was just, I didn't care. I didn't give a shit. Yep. And then once I was paying for school, or at least my dad was paying for school, <laughs> and I was learning something that I that I cared about. Like I said, I had a teacher that really put me on the path for psychology and learning about psychology. And from then on, I knew that was what I wanted to do. So I took some psychology classes, did my general ed. And as I kept getting deeper and deeper and focusing through my undergrad, like what I actually wanted to do with psychology and what kind of field I wanted to go into, like I got better and better with my grades because I actually gave a damn about what I was learning. Yeah. That's a big thing for me. You know, like a lot of you who just described, I was, I did not cause problems. So, and I was an anxious, depressed kid. So like... I just kind of got moved through the system because I just was like this kid that didn't really stick out. But for me, I just didn't care. I didn't see what what's in it for me in all these classes. How am I ever going to use this? That was, I remember having that thought a lot. Like, how am I ever going to use this? Why would I ever need to know this? And that all of that changed when I took intro psych just by accident because it was the only class still open at community college and it fulfilled general ed requirements. I just took it. And it was that um, self-discovery, understanding myself better. And also I saw connections from science fiction, which I loved throughout my intrasight course. So suddenly everything changed. I saw a big what's in it for me. I I didn't think I was going to become a psychologist at that time, but I did love learning about myself and it really intrigued me. You know, I had tons of students over the years come to me with, oh, like, what does this matter? You know, why does, how am I ever going to use this? And I got pretty good at answering those questions. And it was a lot of fun, actually, because when I was a kid, nobody, nobody sat down with me and actually answered those questions. Nobody Mm. told me that math was all around me. Nobody told me, you know, that everything is science. You know, nobody sat down to explain the world to me through the lens of the things that I was learning in class, which is so stupid because that's why you're learning them in class. I don't know if you can find like asking those questions is probably a good way to go and keep asking them until someone answers you. Yeah. Because those answers are out there. I mean, and probably, I don't know, again, like we're living in a time now when you can learn so much on your own and the internet is there's just any answer that you want is there you know so probably i mean we could do it right now right it's like you you type into youtube what is math for (laughs) and you'll probably get some pretty good videos that explain how math is all around you and and a whole bunch of other stuff yeah, it's, I'm, I'm sorry that it took so long for anybody to answer that question for you. Yeah, well, I'm so glad to hear that you would actually answer those questions because I, I, I never really felt like I was empowered to even ask those questions. I wouldn't ask a lot of those questions when I was lost and I would care less and I didn't see the point. And Josue, it's awesome that you would answer those questions when, when people asked you because I, I didn't always have that. 
I hated school. I wasn't going to go into school and be a part of the thing that I hated. I went in, I tried to be the teacher that I didn't have. Yeah. Um, I tried really hard. It's really hard. School will break you. <laughs> Your stories, I have a bunch of good ones. Most of them tend to be from community college or college or grad school. Um, but uh, one of my professors, Mary Frazier, was amazing, amazing. And one of the things that she did that blew me away is she would weave in pop culture. We had a whole class where she had um, she had a lecture, she had a plan, but then someone asked a question about Disney and the social psychology of Disney and what Disney does. And she threw away her entire lesson plan. And we spent the whole rest of the hour talking about Disney and how it relates to the concepts we're learning. Oh my gosh. The number of people that stayed late that day to continue the conversation with her, there were like 10 people who stayed to continue talking about it. And the difference there is she took stuff that we knew, that we loved, that we cared about, and gave us a new perspective on it. She's one of the people who's influenced me to just try to do that. Whenever I'm in a teaching role, I feel like I'm just trying to copy her technique. I'm trying to channel Mary Frazier into my classroom. Geek therapy, y'all. Media matters. Media matters. All right. So let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with Media Matters. Woo. (laughs) Media Media matters. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we've launched a new website called the Geek Therapy Forum. Almost every piece of content on the Geek Therapy Network is now linked to a topic on the forum, replacing the comments on separate websites. It also includes all the features of a traditional message board, so we have topics ranging from pop culture and video games to psychology and mental health. Patreon members also get access to an exclusive area to discuss Patreon-exclusive content, all in one place. You'll find a link to this episode's topic on the GT Forum in the show notes, or you can go to forum.geektherapy.com to sign up and join the discussion. Again, visit the new GT Forum at forum.geektherapy.com. And we're back, and now it's time for a Media Matters segment, Back to School Edition. Back to School Edition. Lauren, do you have anything to share on the Media Matters segment, Back to School Edition? Okay, so I thought about it, and my answer is uh, Mean Girls. (laughs) Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Because that is a really funny movie about um, a young woman transferring to a new school, which is something I experienced a lot of until community college. I didn't stay at one school more than two years. So um, definitely being the new kid and trying to figure out the um, the social structures of a new group of peers is uh, daunting and, and horrifying and hilarious and uh, Mean Girls is a a fun movie to help process some of that stuff and sort of, you know, shine a light on, on how uncomfortable being a new kid can be. I'll scratch that one off my list. Thank you, Lauren. (laughs) Do you have any other, anything else? Um, how about the movie Matilda? (laughs) (laughs) How, like, did you, did you just come up with that or was it on your list? Uh, it's a movie that has somebody going to school. <laughs> uh, look, I love that movie, and we, we've been talking about bad teachers and good teachers that change the way you think about yourself as a student or the way that you interact with the education system in general. And I think Matilda is a good example of bad teacher, good teacher. And I hope that everybody has a Miss Honey in their life. <laughs> 
<laughs> Good choices. Lara, did you bring anything? I'll like I was talking about before we were recording. I've been playing Destiny all week, so not oh, much. Stop, but I did think stop. of something that I okay. posted in the Geek Therapy community. Okay. Um, I found a meme. It was a, a post on Tumblr, and someone was talking about Bugs Bunny, and apparently. Hmm. Bugs Bunny accidentally transformed the word Nimrod into a synonym for idiot because nobody got a joke where he sarcastically co- compared Elmer Fudd to the biblical figure Nimrod, a mighty hunter. Um, someone said, etymology is ridiculous and terrifying sometimes. Bug- Bugs Bunny is more powerful than God. And then <laughs> someone else responded, he also solidified the idea of rabbits loving carrots when carrots actually carry very little nutritional value for rabbits. Hmm. The funniest part is that the original joke was a reference to a Clark Gable film where Gable munches on a carrot. It was never meant to imply that rabbits love carrots. That Clark Gable reference would have been obvious to audiences in the 40s, but has been pretty much lost into time. And so someone else said, Bugs Bunny has too much power and should be feared. (laughs) (laughs) So media matters. Media matters. Media Media matters, matters, everyone. What we watch and consume and context and all of that can change how people think. See what happens when there's only one cartoon on TV instead of Mm -hmm. a million. Right? It's very influential. You start calling people nimrods when (laughs) it's supposed to be a good thing. And you turn it into a bad thing. Ali, what'd you bring? Uh, I got something I just recently watched with my wife, um, To All the Boys I've Loved Before on Netflix. So if you haven't uh, seen this movie, it's uh, it's pretty good. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it's pretty short. It's a quick watch. Uh, but this is based on a book uh, by Jenny Han. Um, the, it, the movie was written by Sofia Alvarez. The movie is directed by Susan Johnson. A lot of um, women were involved in this movie behind the scenes. And it stars uh, Lana Condor, who some of you might remember as Jubilee from X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, the reason I'm putting this here under, under Media Matters is it's so awesome to see a movie with um, the three leads are three sisters who are, well, I wouldn't say that they're the leads, but it revolves around three sisters who are all Asian American. And um, just seeing that representation and also seeing a, um, a high school romance that was created behind the scenes by women um, is also pretty awesome to see that perspective. I like that movie a lot. The, the sequel's been greenlit, by the what? way. What? What? Yeah. There's three different books. This this one's based on uh, the first book and a half. Um, yeah. Oh look my forward gosh, I'm to, so excited. Look forward to the sequel. Um, so uh, the two I'm going to mention are two that uh, uh, Lara and I have talked about on this show a lot. <laughs> A lot, a lot, probably. A lot, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Which is 13 Reasons Why. Yep. I want to show 13 Reasons Why Season 1, the school counselor, Mr. Porter, as a horrible example. Like, hopefully you don't have (laughs) a school counselor like that. Mr. Porter. Yes, the worst. The worst uh, possible school counselor. I mean, mean, he could have been even worse, but... He could have been even worse. He could have said something (laughs) like... I don't know. I don't know. Well, he could have been worse. He could have been worse. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine a million things he could have done worse. But he was pretty bad. And if you have a school counselor like that, like go go talk to the principal, go talk to somebody else, talk to a parent, because that is, whew, that is not great. But season two, Mr. Porter, 
Oh Yay, yeah, Mr. Porter. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a redemption story. Go, Mr. Porter. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hope everyone has a uh, a school counselor like Mr. Porter. <laughs> Season two, Mr. Porter. <laughs> Proof that people can learn from and change their and mistakes grow. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Learn. It's true. Wow. It's true. And grow. Yeah. And we did get one question for the question queue. Question uh, this queue. One from, this was from Mark Quaities, who is a community member who is now on a GT Network podcast called Here Comes a Thought, which is all about Steven Universe. Coming very Woo-hoo! soon. You can subscribe now. Um, and Mark asks, uh, this was probably more relevant around Lauren's Media Matters suggestion, but he says, what are some tips and tricks to get over the initial shock when transitioning from one school to the next? For example, Oof. middle school to high school or high school to college. Hmm. Watch Mean Girls, first of all. Hopefully, hopefully you've got some, some friends or somebody that can be your, or a, a thing that can be like your security blanket. <laughs> uh, my, my suggestion is uh, get a really cool haircut and a leather jacket and some sunglasses and act like the cool kids so everybody else will want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Lauren took my answer. <laughs> no, I mean, my, from experience, the, the real... The real answer is, um, at first, spend more time listening than talking and find find out what other people are interested in and sort of, you know, figure out who uh, is worth spending time and emotional energy trying to befriend um, and also seeing, you know, who might be open to that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen many schools do a good job of, I guess, onboarding <laughs> onto a new school. Um, especially when there's groups of new people. So if you're lucky enough to be a part of a large group of people who are going through the same shock, I think it's a little easier. I've seen many schools who, again, they, they try to have activities and things where people get to know each other. You're not just going right into classes. So hopefully you have something like that. But I guess these type of transitions happen a lot. So I think I think I'm going to go back to, yeah, what, what, what you're saying, Lauren, like find find somebody. Find your people. <laughs> yeah, find at least a person. Yeah. Ask around. Like, like, just ask really basic questions just to get your footing. Like, where's the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, the big, the most basic thing that I think a lot of people overlook is, like, get used to the campus before you have to actually go to classes. Like, spend time getting to know where stuff is. Yeah. And, yeah. and finding people that are helpful and can tell you where these things are. Yeah. Also, also just like being honest about that stuff, I think is a really good way to connect with people. Just saying like, hey, I'm new here and I'm a little nervous. Can you help me with this? Or, you know, like, are, <laughs> do you know any people who are into this thing? I'm into that thing and stuff like that. And just, you know, like you're going to be uncomfortable. Sometimes owning that actually reduces the discomfort. And that uncomfortableness is normal. Everyone is experiencing that to some degree. And with time, that'll fade. Yeah, and, and Lauren, earlier you said you went to a lot of new schools, and so did I. So it's something that over time, I mean, it was still hard, but I think you start getting used to it, right? Like, like okay, well, we're, we're restarting again. There's like There's skills that you start picking up, and they may be unique to you, but it's just something that's going to keep happening. So I guess what I'm trying to say is... 
those are definitely growing experiences because you're going to have new jobs. You're going to have, you're constantly going to be going to new places and new things, probably, most likely. Not everybody is lucky enough to, or not everybody gets to stay in the same place forever. Good point. All right. So let's do a quick geek therapy segment where we talk about something therapeutic in the most general sense, something that either made us feel really good or helped us get through something tough this week. What did you guys bring? Lauren. Okay, the Adventure Time finale was this past Oof. week, Oof. and I, um, I started. I, I watched the original uh, sh- cartoon short before it was a TV show, and then once it started as a TV show, I didn't really get into it for a couple of years um, until I don't know, probably season four or so, and then I started watching it like religiously every time there was a new episode. So I, I've been invested in this show for a long time. It's very meaningful to me. And I, you guys, it was the perfect finale. And it it was satisfying and it was sad and it was happy. And there was a gay kiss, which like, oh yeah, woo, bubbleine. Um, Smoochies. Sorry. Sorry. The smoochies are so powerful. Um, but, uh, it, it, I, I started like sobbing, like gasping for breath, sobbing, um, and laughing at the same time. It was a really extremely emotional experience for me. And, um, something I, I think I'm going to treasure for a really, really long time. I don't know if anything has had that that strong of an immediate impact on me as that that final episode did it was beautiful i'm getting a little teary again laura what you got for geek therapy destiny oh yeah it's back join the clan destiny geek therapy clan is rocking it you me my friend nick and my wife nina we have been playing and it's been so fun to be in this again with everybody doing new things and new stories and uh, i just love it it's been so fun i look forward to it every day <laughs> Starry's in there vars is playing on another clan but i keep trying to tell him like hey he should join hey, the clan. you should join our clan yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. i think he's way better at it than us we need him I th- vars I think we need I, you I, i've been i've been working on some other friends to try and get in the clan too it'll cool. be all good yes it's been it's been so fun it's what i look forward to geektherapy.com slash destiny clan they'll link you to the clan <laughs> our banner's pretty awesome it's it's got that gt green as close yeah, as i could yeah. get it yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's pretty awesome and they and they've got a lot of cool new dances you can do Woo! oh yeah <laughs> that's what it's all about ali what'd you got for geek therapy i got two quickies um the first one is a back to school edition geek therapy so for those of you who are looking for a little extra help, there's this very cool YouTube phenomenon called study with me videos where you can actually put on this video and study along with this other person who's studying. And for some people, they've found it to be a great sense of motivation um, to keep studying. Um, it eliminates some distractions for people. And for some people, it just gives them a little bit of accountability. And the comment section is on fire with with people supporting each other. So if you uh, look up Steady With Me um, on YouTube, the big channel is The Strive Studies. 
there's some great videos there that might be helpful for you if you're back to school and looking for a little extra help. Me personally, my geek therapy of the week is a song I've listened to over and over and over again this week. I discovered it quite by accident. It is called Year of Luigi by Inspector Vector. And it is a 8-bit music musical song and it just uh oh man i'm hearing it in my head right now and i just want to start like bobbing my head because it just it just sounds so good um it brings back just amazing vibes of playing nintendo uh with my brother hanging out in the summer and having an amazing time um so check it out year of the year of luigi by inspector vector well sounds like my kind of music i think you're gonna like it this mine is you know i'm all about that hype And this week has been a lot of fun. I guess the Friday before this episode comes out, Spider-Man came out on PS4. And Mm -hmm. it's just funny to see how excited people have gotten. And then Sony also, like, they released a Spider-Man edition PS4. One day they were like, guess what? Now there are stickers for your iOS device. I'm like, yes, like, just give me more Spider-Man. One day there was a theme. Like, it was just this buildup. And so many people excited about this this one game. And I, I love it when everybody is just all like in tune on on one thing. I haven't even played it yet. I picked it up earlier. I haven't I haven't <laughs> had a chance to play it, but I'm still I'm so so excited about it. All right, so that is it for this week. But before we go, just some quick plugs. Ali, uh, do you have anything to plug this week? Yeah, I'm um, doing a new thing on Wednesdays. I'm doing some Ask Me Anything's mental health editions on Instagram. So I just tried this out for the first time on Wednesday, and it was a ton of fun trying to answer mental health questions in 15 seconds. So I'll be doing that again uh, this upcoming Wednesday. And if it goes well, Wednesdays after that, if you're listening to this far into the future. Um, and if you're listening to this far into the future, you come on Wednesday. I'm not doing it well I guess it didn't go that well so um, I'll be doing one on anxiety so check it out um, at Alimatu on Instagram and you'll see me there on Wednesday Lauren anything to plug uh, yes we have um, another headshots episode coming out soon or maybe it's out, it is it's out, out it's, it's out. out now out now out now out now uh, about <laughs> games preservation and Josue and I had a really good conversation about the importance of preserving games. Nice. Laura, anything to plug? Plug for me. I Last week I wasn't here, so Josue had to plug Extra Life for me. Um, it's a 24-hour gaming marathon to benefit Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. It's near and dear to my heart because I was um, diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And Children's Hospital Oakland saved my life. So... I raise money every year, and my team, Rare Candy, is the official uh, GT community uh, team. So you can join. What was it? What's the URL, Josue? Geektherapy.com slash extra life. All right. So go there, join the team, sign up, and uh, ask your friends and family for money to help sick kids. And then you get to play games for 24 hours. That's pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Sleep deprived uh, geek therapy oh. community members. Oh, it's so yeah. fun! It's it's, yeah. it's so fun! It's so fun! <laughs> like delirious cards against humanity at like two in the morning, three in the morning. Oh yeah! <laughs> and that's the game day is in November, so everybody November still has 3rd. time. Yeah, yeah. To sign up. 
All right, so that's it for this episode of GT Radio. Thank you for listening. Uh, definitely check out our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash geek therapy. It passed 500 members and it kind of just like kept moving. It's like at mm-hmm. almost at 530 now and it just hit 500 the other day. Oh, so good. People so are good. inviting their friends and yeah, yep. come yep. hang out with us. Yep, keep keep inviting friends. Um, and definitely check out our Discord at geektherapy.com slash Discord. Tons of conversations happening there. Uh, we are on Twitter at Geek Therapy. I'm at Josue Cardona. Ali is at Ali Matu. Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur. Lara is at Geek Therapist. Thank you for listening. Remember to geek out and do good. We will be back next week. You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and all of our podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider becoming a member of Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy.